0: Hello. Welcome to part two of the on repeat Nirvana special. Should we call it a special? I think that's quite good. very special. Um, Over to you, Ben.
1: Something in the way. Yeah. Something in the way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) That's good. Notice how we sang it slightly off key. So we don't have to pay royalties. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. I, exactly like the, I, it I like the clicking and the slapping. Yeah, oh, I like, I like, I like, that, like that too. Time.
2: Me too. <laughs> I like a bit of clicking and
0: slapping. Yeah, click and slap. It's my favourite part slap of the uh, evening. So
1: part two. Uh, part this two. Part two. So part deux.
0: in part one, if you listen to it, please please do because you've missed a beautiful <laughs> yeah. chat. Uh, we discussed uh, Nirvana. Never mind. Uh, we discussed Bleach by Nirvana. And Incesticide by Nirvana. Funny little link there. It's all about Nirvana. And we um, also
2: discussed Jono's, uh, yep, fashion sense.
0: Fashion was discussed. Um, uh, yeah. And just lots of um, things to do with the, the grunge movement, but also mainly to do with Kurt Cobain and what a, an amazing frontman he was. Um, so this next part, we're going to discuss two, the last sort of two albums, uh, In Utero and Unplugged in New York. Um, do you mind if I kick off? Go. yeah fuck you, you all no i'm joking uh, <laughs> well for, the, the, for, for me the first of one of them i heard was in utero um i bought it probably around 95 i think oh you're so good and uh, i'm so close <laughs> i'm so close, <laughs> so, close I'm so close to the real thing I was,
2: in touching distance <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's his accent is.
2: Oh, what dear. we're trying to say is
0: justin bought it quite recently after COVID. sorry i'm a bit older he bought than it everyone. first yeah, i bought it first i'm i'm the trendsetter um no so uh yeah so um it was the first um album i bought i remember distinctly buying it in hmv in kingston on tape oh a classic. soon that tape left my possession and was found in jamie's room many times many, <laughs> which many pissed times. me off uh but um <laughs> i remember picking it up because i heard a lot about this this kurt cobain character this nivana guy he killed himself oh my god there was a big um huge thing in the and i think i talked about it a couple of episodes ago uh there were there's a big thing in the media currently about um th- does this music make you want to kill yourself and there was things to radiate creep and i mentioned it before um i wasn't that didn't kind of make me want to get into it but the kind of the ideals behind that and the and the story behind it I was was intrigued by um and i'd never heard any of their tracks before um so when i put it on to begin with i kind of it did kind of change my whole view of what music was completely like johnna kind of alluded to in part 1 And we all did i suppose um yeah and it just the just the brushness the rawness of it um was just amazing i just i i I, I can't i can still listen to it now and love it Mm. it's one of those albums i uh, i think is aged incredibly well and still sounds great um yeah so that's 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 where i'm at the funk cover was the first thing obviously i saw was like the angel but the anatomy of an angel whatever cut open um which is again i've got in front of me here and on the back there's like a kind of a a collage of like loads of bits of bodies and 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 sort of fetuses and stuff which actually um uh that had to change for the american market because um i think it was walmart refused to stock it and they changed it kurt cobain said he wanted to change it because that's the only place he would buy records and therefore his fans wouldn't be able to purchase them so they decided Mm -hmm. a brave move to actually change that back cover um, you can buy guns American. at walmart can't you exactly just what a joke um but yeah so um i just yeah i just again i just kind of uh, f- for me it was like yeah i said a p- really pivotal moment in, in and it changed my musical taste my direction uh made, made me maybe want to sort of pick up the guitar learn stuff um go play shows go do all these things which i'll, I'll talk about in a bit um some facts about the recording yeah this, go is, on, then. Why this is, is why not i i, I looked at looked at this because i didn't believe it but it was recorded in two weeks wow um famously recorded by uh, steve albini the don. um who the don whose drum sound is probably one of the best drum sounds you could i, I, I he's captured on this album i think one of the best drum sounds ever he's, he's recorded bands that i've i've liked um funnily enough did you know that he recorded razor bay suitcase by bush which I didn't know, and I was like, I went in there, and actually he did. It's, um, it's a good album, actually. Yeah, you no, know, it's a great album. Yeah. But you wouldn't listening to it. No, it's completely no. different uh, in utero. Yeah, you know, it looks swallowed to in utero. Yeah, it shows different. that Bush
2: wanted to be Nirvana.
0: Well, exactly. Um, and later, later he recorded the first um, sort of mini album EP from one of my favorite bands. Your code name is Milo. Oh yeah. Or Roads to Fault. Um, again, that was recorded in a short space of time as well. But um, anyway, this this album, and famously Steve Albini. Again, I looked at him. he he, he doesn't take what producers take is points on albums so they make money over a longer period of time of, of people's work so for example if I produced Ben your solo album it's
1: coming out soon I'll look um, into I'd, Bell, I'd take a Bell
0: point I'll take a point system which means that every every sort of unit or stream sold i would get a certain amount of money now he finds that he, he he finds that still to this day fundamentally wrong and is, is like using the artist's work he he describes the fact that and I, I, I get I completely I'm on board with this with him because he says the band have gone through touring, playing, writing, recording, being in being in the thing and recording, and all I'm doing is pressing, recording, capturing the sound. Why? Why is it my right to take money from them when they've done all the fucking hard work? Hmm. I was like, actually, that's a it's very good point. Um, yeah. So, uh, and at the time, um, this was unheard of. Like p- people took money. Like Butch Figs obviously making money off Nevermind, and um, Jack and Dino, I think it is, who did Bleach. Um So they th- they'll still be on mon- the royalties that they're gaining from from selling stuff. So he took hundred thousand dollars, which is a lot of money, but at the, but at the same time, he could have made up apparently up to half a million to seven hundred thousand off the sales of, wow. of 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 his if he took royalties. Mm. Um so anyway, so yeah he, yeah, he's he was he was keen talking about his drum sound quickly. he was he was quite clean about capturing the sound of the whole drum kit rather than just individual sounds. Obviously, you might stuff up, but I kind of like that idea. Mm. He said it's about listening to it as a whole rather than individually, mm-hmm. which I think we're caught oh, up good. in nowadays. It's yeah. kind of like, oh, that kick, make that kick sound better, make the snare. And, and you get lost in individual bits. It's like micing up an E string yeah. Yeah. and ignoring the G or whatever and going, oh, no, I want to hear the G string more. It's actually you're your, your playing the instrument, which, I, again, you can hear in the, in the recordings. Mm. Um, yeah, that was quite interesting. Mm. Yeah, so two-week turnaround. He Apparently, Kirk Gawain recorded his, all his vocals in the space of two days. Wow. Bloody um, hell. He knew what he wanted to do. He knew how to, how to sing. And apparently, he used to sit. Um, he <laughs> In the first sessions, he'd sit with like a rain stick and record vocals. And Steve Albini was like, no, this is creating horrible sounds <laughs> in the background of what you're doing. And later, he picked up an old acoustic guitar and strummed along while he was singing because he needed some apparently form of reference to sing he didn't like standing and just singing and apparently on the tracks you can still hear that acoustic is still there off mic obviously and certain tracks like penny royalty mm. um dumb uh all apologies so he'd actually play along and you can you can hear that on the album which is quite i thought that was really interesting i like that in it
2: that's a good fact so um
0: <laughs> go on i've just got a few questions yeah go on go on
2: now <laughs> there are two mixes for this album
0: right very good there are yes. <laughs> so um the original mi- the original mix that was that the, the bat the band were happy with apparently and steve albini was happy with was taken to the record company the record company were like no we're not releasing this they they literally were quite um adamant they weren't going to touch it um according to steve albini they went out of their way to ruin him and apparently a year a year later after recording this album he was broke he literally wow. was on he said he had nothing in his bank because they went Behind, they went forcefully went to other artists who who wanted to work with him and said no, don't work with him, don't touch him with a barge pole, and they literally blacklisted him. Um, so, but this is the he talks about the mechanism behind Nirvana and the mechanism behind Nirvana as we talk about, the management, the record label were hell bent against it, whereas the band wanted it. They they loved the sound of it. They liked working with him. Mm. Kurt Cobain chose him because he produced two of his favorite albums, which was Pixies' Surfer Rosa and the Breeders' album, which I can't remember the name of it. And he famously like loves those albums, and and he Steve Albini produced them, so he wanted to work with him. Um, they wanted they went in with the idea of making it sound like a raw, rawer, more updated version of Bleach. So that's the mm-hmm. reference from before. Um, yeah, there, there are two. I think the singles that were released were all remixed by Scott Litt, who produced the Unplugged in New York, but also famously REM. Yeah, um, if you know him, but um, so he did all the all the singles um, off the album um anyway there's some facts for you in utero the name knew, in utero do you know where it came from i found this out Wait, no. you're gonna hate me for, you, you're all gonna hate it i hated it when i read it there's a poem that courtney love wrote oh. to, to kirk Cobain. he was like oh and he took, oh. he took a phrase that she used in this poem and he used it as an album title
2: <sighs> well i mean
0: <laughs> i know i was really disappointed i was like oh um because the the album itself is littered with oh. um like references to body parts to disease to illness there's loads there's loads what of what does that mean though i've no idea in know. utero in... in
2: utero was it yeah, does that mean being pregnant
0: yeah oh. i think i don't
2: know i i i don't know i like i think it's probably it's probably it's yeah. like latin maybe. Oh, maybe
0: inside a womb or inside yeah, a, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe like yeah, yeah that made sense um john i can sense. google that yeah, yeah. um in google, so yeah. yeah so uh <laughs> like i said the the front cover i bought it and i and i'm I remember opening the cassette case and looking at the the images and the images of them kind of trashing stages and it's all it it was it kind of all tied together with the sound for me when I put it on, it kind of made sense, and I like that again, we've alluded to this in other episodes i I like the idea of the artwork me matching the sound of the record, and to me it, it made complete yeah. sense Also, when I listen to it, I don't know about everyone else, but when I listen to the vinyl, they there's a feeling that I get. it's like this hazy weird feeling i don't know what i can't describe it I, I, when i listen to it i feel like really not out of it but it kind of takes me somewhere mm-hmm. and it makes me feel a bit sometimes feels a bit odd sometimes i feel a bit like up up for you know doing something that i couldn't be bothered to you know, in, a, in a day i don't know it's a really it's a strange vibe to it that without sounding too much like a hippie that kind of yeah i always get whenever i listen to it pure it's energy, energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah i think raw. they
1: generally do capture yeah. magic on yeah certain yeah recordings and that Wherever you play it, it's always going to be. That's the perfect that's
2: example of capturing yeah. I mean, the whole point of recording is capturing a performance mm. um, and not being too clinical about it, I suppose. And that is the perfect example.
0: It's brilliant. I mean, Steve Albini quote. I wrote this down because I quite liked it. Before we move on to how I felt about it, was, um his quote famously is: "The music industry um, financially exploits artists and homogenizes their sound." That was, that's how he felt, nice. and really? he and he saw. He said he saw bands. <clears throat> like nirvana young bands who were being exploited by major labels and he would want to work with them to try and show him a different way of working he mm. wasn't ever a fan of apparently he described them as rem with a fuzz box when he heard nevermind he didn't really like the production of it but he got to know them and appreciated how good they were and as a dynamic and a, as as songs and stuff like that wow. um yeah that's my research i thought that was quite interesting there's loads of other stuff yeah, it's really like good. i said um yeah I know recording. Uh, sorry, recording was completed in six days. So it was, they took two weeks, but six days of recording. What I know. Say what. So Say what? So they actually apparently demoed lots of tracks while they're on tour, um, and they knew what to do when they got to shoot. studio. So they, they obviously were rehearsed. Yeah, but they, but then Albini's classic for that. He he. <laughs> there's there's some great stuff on YouTube. You watch it. He talks about getting bands in into record albums and trying to get them to do it in three days. And some bands are like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "Well, no. If you're if you're well rehearsed, you know the songs. We can do it." And he wants to just capture that moment. So, it kind of ties in what you said, Ben, yeah, yeah, yeah. capturing that 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 moment, that sound. And you've got to be tight. You've got to know each other. You've got to know the songs inside out to do to do that. I think there's no learning the songs at that point. Um, yeah. So uh, that's very hard to do, by the way. Just it to, is
2: just to track back to that to 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 track <clears throat> live confidently and to get across what each individual. Remembering that band is doing is very hard to do. We try to track stuff live before um, mm. in, in an older um lineup, and it didn't go very well.
0: No. <laughs> no, I think I think it's difficult. I think I think you need you need to have the right chemistry in the band, but then you need to have that right. The right producer right who knows producer, what he's doing. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, and he knew what he was doing. He put m- mics in r- random places. He famously mic'd the whole room up, didn't he? I, I think to get yeah. the drum sound, he moved the drums into like a. A kitchen to get a bright sound mm. so when he wanted a brighter sounding uh if you hear it on the recording you, the brighter sounding drums were recording in some kitchen that was the yeah the whole, the
2: whole reason i wanted to invest in boundary mics when i used to own the studio was because of steve albini because he used like film uh like boundary mics and stuff mm. and put them on the walls so you, you know you're capturing everything um and blending that into a mix so really i didn't get him in the end <laughs> <laughs> what was what, your uh
1: favorite singles from it Sing, well or
0: songs fa- my, the favorite song, the song that kind of sh- struck a chord with me was mm. penny uh yeah penny royalty because i I, tea. I i like the quite loud thing the quite loud approach yeah. you yeah. know um I, I think a lot of the stuff on this album compared to others there's personal stuff but here there, there seems to be a lot of more personal things in penny royalty he talks about i'm on warm milk and laxatives cherry flavored antacid so he, he was Kurt Cobain famously talked about his um problems he had with his stomach and his back and he used to take things he couldn't eat he was all constantly sick probably because of heroin but you know we we don't we won't get there but there were other medical things that i think he had wrong with him that he was he sung about Mm -hmm. and i i I don't know if i said did i say this in the last part one but the 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 couplets and the right the, the the two lines that he puts together on this album i think are brilliant the opening track serve the servants which is about the record industry clearly is the first two lines are teenage janks has paid off well now i'm bored and old and i'm like that's such to me as soon as i heard that i was like what as a as a lyric and as a as a vibe you're dismissing (laughs) never mind (laughs) and dismissing what you've created there in two lines and saying actually am i now relevant probably Mm. not because it's Mm. paid me paid me well and i'm I'm now in a different place than i was when i recorded that i think how deep is that um and there's loads of there's loads of things in that song he talks about his dad you know i, I tried ha- uh, i tried hard to have a father but instead i had a dad again um that that's quite deep to me that's a, a father's like the authority figure dad's like a, sounds like your best mate mm. so he's like you know they're, they're real like indications into his like yeah. childhood there um like i said penny royalties there um you know stuff, stuff like dumb. Uh, he talks mm. about he doesn't you know just, what, what what am i, I kind of is it a bit worthless i remember reading well i read a review about the 20th anniversary the 20th anniversary it was released or remaster and the the reviewer i can't remember your name but it's it very well written it said something like when you listen to this album you listen, have to listen to the two albums because actually we listen for those of us i, I wasn't lucky enough to listen to it when it first came out you listen to it from that point of view and then you listen to it pr- after He's, he killed himself and it completely is a different album because mm-hmm. you can hear different things about it you can hear um, his demons more, we, we talked about this previously, you know, you, you think you, you start reading things into his demise, his death, his suicide and, and it's is, is quite deeply rooted across it all but yeah. did he write it to say I'm going to kill myself probably not but it has meaning because he did mm. does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. bit deep but no, um but, but yeah but the person my track yeah personal is yeah penny pe- Penny royalty loved and also all apologies mm. all apologies got me into down tuning to d so drop 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 in there the drop d sick drop d and that's in drop d and i'd never done that before on guitar i'd always been in standard E, mm. and I, when i found that out i was like oh this is amazing <laughs> drop mm-hmm, d and really then i got well. into silver chair Yes. With, with 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 stuff that, that you drop the all the time, and then helmet and it all came along, and that was all in that, that that tuning. I still use that to this day. I just like the sound of it. I know that he he got that from Sonic Youth, cause Sonic Youth did that, um, and other bands like Mud Honey, and, and we talked about before. Um, but yeah, that kind of changed my perspective of how to play, made things easier. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. um but in a way it's it it, it, made, it allowed you to be more aggressive more passionate with what you're playing rather than worrying too much about how you're playing that chord um and personally yeah so is it, it for, for me it kind of changed my outlook on like actually let's go and do this so i remember starting bands we talked again we talked about this last episode i was in a band with a uh and we covered like week by gun polly by nirvana um uh what was the other track we did come on feel the noise by oasis nice. <laughs> and we put on a show at our school uh and then we did have a with that a scout hut thing which we discussed and then i start i wanted to start a nirvana style band so i kind of kind of had two friends who were into, into the similar thing and we started playing shows and we went to the kingston gray horse and just basically randomly booked a show we were all underage but they let <laughs> us play um and we did a few shows and then i saw jamie was quite interested in and I got him along and we kind of we kind of just started playing and it kind of we just did it ourselves and I've always liked that and I've always maintained yeah. that throughout where I am now um just go and do it and we did it was quite good fun I remember uh, one summer holiday everyone everyone fucked off to Sicily and I stayed I stayed back <laughs> being the teenager You've been my, moody Teeny, Yeah, moody, T- moody Justin. <laughs> um, borrowed a, I borrowed a four-track from school from the music department, and we used my mum, sorry, mum and dad, you don't know this, but we do now. We used the back room to record, uh, and basically record like a demo tape. So we had drums set up, bass set up, and vocals, and a guitar. So we had like two mics on the drum kit. Oh, yeah, where to do, yeah, you know, sorry, you know, one mic on the drum kit, one on bass, one guitar, one vocal. That's brilliant. <laughs> and nice. recorded... Um yeah so and and then we 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 just I just, I remember travelling all over London handing out these tapes that I made to venues thinking that's how I get a gig because I didn't know hmm. didn't know there yeah. were things as promoters wankers <laughs> <or> promoters <No. laughs> yeah, most promoters are nice but, some of yeah, them wankers most, oh yeah. um but I remember going all the way up to Kentish town Bullinggate handing that in and we actually got a reply and that's when that was Jamie one of Jamie's first gigs I think oh, really, yeah. that and the half moon in Putney yeah. Oh. so yeah just just um we just yeah, yeah just 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 went out and did it and that inspired me to do that this this whole album um so yeah i, I i've i've got a lot of time for it i still do oh man definitely yeah. um i love it what it's do you guys beautiful. think of it my favorite Amazing track album. is that heart shape yeah
1: yeah, yeah 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 my god what a bloody song that is bloody great. hell bloody, bloody hell <laughs>
2: bloody <laughs>
0: It is amazing. Great song. Greatest song
1: yeah. yeah, that's all I've got. On um, John, I that's all I've got <laughs> currently deflating over there. Deflating a bus. John, I, what's your, your favourite um, song?
2: Well, I'm glad you
3: asked.
2: No. <laughs> um, I've made some notes. <laughs> so, I, I really, really like this album, and I would go as far to say that I actually prefer it over Nevermind. I do too. Yeah, I do. I mean, obviously, Never. never no, no, no. oh never mind <laughs> <laughs> never mind was awesome and important yeah, yeah. and we, we we spent you know an hour and 20 minutes um waffling, waffling on about that but this this was i think a better written album mm. um can I say the CD? of course you can and my i mean i i like i like i like pretty much all the songs on on this one mm. um i i <laughs> <laughs> um i i i circled on my note here um Sentence apprentice
0: yes yeah, second track that's got that is a isn't that kick. written after dun, a book, dun, dun, a book. Dun, 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 dun. isn't that am perfume. i making this
2: up is that is that We read a book about a guy in in venice who made perfume or aftershave yeah. or something isn't
0: it he had a, he a heightened sense of smell is this right there's a um, film about it isn't there it's I'm
2: an sure. autobiographical song yeah um it's pack, oh, call it, it's packed with nods to Kurt's father. I tried. All oh, right. I don't know. It's that, serving the servants. That's, <laughs> <seven> servants. <laughs> I'm that's what i I'm talking about. I, no, no, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right, Jamie G. Yeah, Patrick I'm... Suskin novel, Perfume. Yeah. Um, it details a man born with an amazing sense of smell, but no body odor of his own. What yeah, a dream. That's, that's what I've, I remember seeing. That <laughs> years a dream. Ago. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm sure that's a film. I'm sure, pretty sure they made that into a film. I think you might be right. Yeah, potentially. Probably got but some now, like Ralph Fiennes in it. I, I love, I love the, <laughs> <laughs> very good, you cast him. <laughs> you're not in it, you're in it. Um, but I love, I love the, um, I love I'll the, find. I love the abrasiveness of the album, of, of the tracks like Milk It and Tourette's, but then you've got, like Ben's mentioned, Heart Shaped Box, is just, yeah, that's great all, song. All killer, Penny Royalty, all killer. Penny,
1: yes. Was a, uh, it's quite a messy song, but Torres. So, yeah, as I yeah. just said, that, yeah. Yeah. But just,
0: just, cool. just that, just that complete, like, like I said, that was good. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was, it was went very went good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Never give him a microphone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's that how it goes. I think the um <laughs> yeah. the artwork for Inutro is really quite mesmerizing yeah. as well. There's an amazing picture um where they have the obviously the iconic angel. Anatomy. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Where
0: are you going with this? Go in
2: the background. And Kurt Cobain is yeah, on yeah, stage yeah. sorry, sorry, yes, I should probably give a bit more detail. It's plain state so it's a it's a it's a picture of but Kurt Cobain's kind of covering oh, so what, it's the wing. body, so he looks like the wings yeah, yeah. behind him. Yeah, Which is yeah. it's a
0: really, really Did you find out what in utero, utero meant? I did, yes. Oh yeah, what does it mean? go on. In utero. Um,
2: in utero. in a woman's uterus yeah. before yeah. birth. Okay, there you go
0: so i just yeah again i i i, I find that it, it there's there's a, abrasive punk rock songs on here there's like great choruses there's great pop yeah. rock songs but the way it's captured and recorded it sounds like one um sort of molded piece and it kind of fits together i can hear that
2: i'm just that's <laughs> no, fine that's no, right <laughs> you can hear it that's that's, you know. they, they won't hear that no. um what about all apologies? We're not mentioning. Oh, I love that How song. good that track is as well. I mean, the whole album is mega. Yeah, it is. Again, the the videos as well that accompanied it. Yeah, you know, like, like mm. being
0: sort of talking about heart Shake box. I mean,
2: I don't know. I just, I just, I just think it's great.
0: Just think it's so good. <laughs> if you haven't heard it, listen to it. But I, I'm yeah, Christ. it's it's it's. I don't think you ever hear a lot of the singles played on radio. Potentially, I don't. well, I said radio pretty shit. Kind of comparison to what no, it is. I don't think you do. Um, uh, but actually that if you want to hear a band playing who are tight, who are on it and with some fucking cracking songs to record that in six days, I don't know anyone on that. I listen to that could do that personally.
2: And then 16 months later he was dead.
0: I know. Well, there you go. But like I said, so I got, yeah, I got into my Mar- obviously after he, he, he died. I remember, this is a memory now. I remember hearing on the radio when I was listening to the, I don't know, the chart or something. Um, what is it fourth of april 1994 Is that when he died or fifth or one fifth, or two um but i remember hearing it announced on capital radio <laughs> John, what was
2: on the that? news what was the date what no that, no i was going on i was like it's oh, the fourth it's really sad oh really okay i, I thought it was like 20 24, no, i don't know why it's but anyways fifth four. Six, oh, yeah. well, he, 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 he didn't good. die over Easter. We, we, we don't want to know about
0: is it resurrected four, on four the third day but i remember hearing i remember hearing the news story and i didn't know anything about nirvana and then like obviously whatever, six, seven months later when I bought it, I was like, oh, shit, it kind of, yeah. I made that link, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, and you don't, you, obviously at that point, you didn't understand how big they were, and I it's like, you know, looking back at the Beatles, we'll never understand how big the Beatles were, how big Nirvana were, yeah. and the, the the way they changed music, and how we sort of consumed it, how we listened to it, the, the feeling behind it, the all, all the fashion that went with it, um, yeah.
2: And the, the, the mass appeal. Yeah. Do you, Do you think it's, obviously you have a, yeah, that's, that's the picture. That's yeah. the picture. Yeah, yeah you can't see wings. it, but yeah, yeah. Do you think you have a, a different take on? I, I guess we're in this situation. We have a different take on Nirvana because we came to Nirvana right.
1: post Cookman yeah. death,
2: death, post. Yeah, yeah, yeah post, post. Yeah,
1: post. yeah. Just quickly, it was the fifth of April. It was the fifth 5th of April. Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, compared to maybe, I mean, I actually don't know any Nirvana fans that were listening to Nirvana when Nirvana. Were, were around. around? Yeah, no, neither do I. I just don't, I don't know anyone. You know, mm. my parents were, are too old, and mm. they prefer Divo <laughs>
0: Michael Bolton, <laughs> Michael Bolton. <laughs> Michael Bolton.
2: <laughs> no, no, they they do listen to Guzman, some good. Oh, no. no, I mean, it's it's we, What generation would that be? I mean, that would probably be. Well, we do know one person. Well, we know, um, someone we who used to manage us we went to see them live, didn't didn't she? Oh yes, yeah, yeah.
3: That's
2: um, true. Her, I think it was Reading. She saw them. Wow. The yeah. Reading
1: gig. I oh, yeah. too. Yeah.
2: yeah I mean it's, it's but yeah I mean it's like but by the by isn't it but in in like kind of uh first connections way yes no I mean I think I've met people who are a lot older who have said I saw them at I don't know somewhere in London I've yeah a small venue. but is that hmm. true I don't know Do you <laughs> I just you it's, know just it's, that, it's just weird sort of that legacy was that uh, legend
1: shot shoot they had in um in London in the dry um, cleaners right
0: oh really yeah. I, don't
2: know. Okay. I don't know. I went to their. Um, that was quite an interesting point when I was, when I was c- kind of yeah, at the peak of a session with Nirvana. I went to the. Um, there's a there's a photo photography exhibition. With this photographer yeah. took photos of Nirvana mm. and I bought those little. I found him. They got little postcards of the sh- the sh- the shirt. Of the shirt. Of the Um But um, what I'm trying to get at is that just the image that they had just yeah. it's really it's just it's it's a very unique to them yeah. you know you know kirk cobain you know nirvana mm-hmm. and a lot of people try to try to emulate emulate that i suppose daniel Johns is in the way yeah. you've got who's that band nowadays i don't can't remember their name it's with
0: dinosaurs dinosaur Up. yeah
2: he wants to be kirk cobain a little bit doesn't he yeah
0: yeah and in, in the way i
2: mean it, I, don't, I don't mean in a kind of horrible way but no, he, i know his image and everything he just looks like kirk cobain yes yeah mm. um it's worth, so. yeah um, I just want to go back and ask Justin a question. Hey, go he's on. over there if you want to ask him one. Hello, um, hello, Justin. <laughs> um, just
0: in regards to you said that. What were you listening before? To before? Be- before this was this was MC Hammer. a oh, bit of Michael Jackson. Yeah, probably it's a tiny bit of Bon Jovi. Oh, that was kind of like where I was going with. So ugly kid Joe. Yes, I'm in. Uh, oh, yeah, there we, we were. were talking about that yeah. sort of stuff. And so I guess it was a bit of a mix really. Yeah. Like you you like you said it's it, I, I like I, I was more drawn to the guitar stuff, but I never I was playing piano at the time. I never thought about I remember learning Beverly Craven, Promise me you'll wait for me. That one. And, and, and um, I'll be giving all
2: my love to you. Yeah. Yeah. best bit. <laughs> <I'm too. laughs>
0: welcome yeah, to open mic i don't know i don't know the lyrics for that welcome part. to open mic at <laughs> no, crunch studios um yeah it's so good. that's a great song um and then i remember <laughs> be learning to play um what's it called <laughs> everything i do I do it for you oh, Brian
1: Adams. oh Brian Adams.
0: Adams. yeah so I, I so i i learned piano and then i was i sort of went around trying to find things that were popular and learn them and my sister was better at piano than me so she'd teach me it. um and then yeah kind of the sound of the guitar and, and that around that time was when i wanted to buy a guitar and i bought a guitar and then i didn't, I didn't really know what to learn I bought a book, learned how to play rhythm guitar. Oh, I remember learned that book. Learned three chords. It had
2: like a red strat on the front. Yeah, Oh, there you go. my <laughs> God. I remember that book. <laughs> had a CD
0: um, with it so you yeah. could play along. Um, and then I said I heard, the, heard this album. I was like, this is it, it, crazy. And I tried to work stuff out, but I couldn't. And then I went, I loved, loved Nirvana. And then I, then I bought Nevermind. And then I heard um, the next album we're going to talk about in a bit, which is the Unplug sessions. And then I just, just learned Polly. Yeah, yeah and my four chords and C Um Yeah, and that that was yeah that kind of that that's that kind of got me into where yeah playing guitar. Go, let's go and play some music. Let's go. Yeah, everyone's to that
2: party, haven't they? When there's that one that oh, when God. you're young, where's that one guy who plays "Come What You Are" on the acoustic? Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I used to. Isn't there? There's always
0: yeah. that one that one guy who does I, that. I fucking hate that shit. I used to hate it all the time people would be like it's like
2: picks up and plays um an oasis song or yeah but it's like
0: but i still get it i can play guitar fairly well um but i hate like trying out guitars i don't you like that in guitar shops it's just you just well, the pressure man and I'll you think you what, oh, what I the fuck what i'm gonna play i always in my are. bedroom i am fucking stunning on guitar <laughs> <laughs> and then i
2: think yeah then i go to a guitar shop and then it's like can't play
0: anything <laughs> i know you just I don't you even you don't know what to play so you just kind of <laughs> just end kind of, up ding, ding, so i end up playing a bit of poly a bit of e a bit of, yeah. of C. just just rock that shit and just yeah it sounds all right to me because i just i don't know there's an inherent pressure of i don't know wankiness when it comes to playing yeah. a music musical instrument sometimes you feel like you have you have to i don't I hate i don't know what it is i don't know people maybe the people that work there don't mean to do it but you feel like you have to try and prove yourself worthy of mm. buying that instrument when you think no fuck it i'm yeah. buying that instrument because i've got the money yeah, yeah, and yeah. i want to buy it yeah and I, again this comes back to nivana because actually he just played what he thought and what was right and then you see some of the live stuff some of it's out of tune his guitar yeah. but he doesn't give a shit he just plays it and plays it with the the passion the feeling behind it and i just thought you know i, I, like, I like that idea and then from that i got into like punk and we can talk about that in a later episode but and punk really kind of struck a chord with me because it was just simplistic, but just killer melodies. Yeah, there's a lot of that'd punk. be good ones. It, be, yeah.
2: Nirvana, Nirvana are very punk anyway. No, no they, they are. are.
0: Yeah, in their approach, obviously yeah. they, not how they, I suppose, they got signed, but because um, they were part of a you know a major label, which we sort of talked about in part one, where he was walking the tightrope between wanting to do what he wanted to do, but actually having to please people yeah. that were the machine behind um you know the the band and how it works as a mechanism um yeah, cool. so that's 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 in utero Great is really fantastic cool. it's one of my it's still in my top i'd say top if I was to make top five top ten albums, it'll be very close to number yeah. one yeah yep yeah. um just because of the feeling it evokes, but also this just i think it just sounds amazing mm-hmm. i don't think you can i don't think there's anything no. that can beat it that I can think of from the top of my head it comes uh, close
2: Peter Andre. <laughs> um, there was there was a certain uh Backwards wearing red cap, wearing.
0: <laughs> oh my god! No. <laughs> yeah, no. we're, we're,
2: we're going to be doing an episode about you know, new metal. At some point, anyway. It's going to be fun. They're going to get yeah. slayed. Um, Justin's going to really enjoy doing that one, mate. Just death tones. <laughs> <laughs> yep. anti-new metal. Um, um okay. Ahead. Thanks for that, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. We'll let you know. Yeah, you yeah. Know, um We'll let you know if you get the. But let's oh. Know, Yeah. Oh, I got it. Oh, oh. we're like one. We
3: are.
0: There's... Okay. But yeah, just that's that's kind of where I'm at. I don't know what everyone else thinks about the album. I
2: th- I, I totally think you've just summed up my thoughts and feelings about that. Um, it's a very unique listening experience, and it's something that um, yeah, I nicked I nicked that cassette tape and I never gave it back.
0: I know you didn't. Uh, but it's vinyl
2: yeah, CD. By, 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 <laughs> by the time CD came out, you didn't need that cassette tape anyway. <laughs> I, I remember um, taking that to Sicily. It's in Sicily. Is it really, <laughs> Do it you really? you want to know where your cassette oh. tape is, Great. it's in Sicily. <laughs> Um, I remember taking that when I first got into uh Nirvana, taking that to Sicily and listening to it. And Sicily's like marble rooms, like yeah. you know, what's that? is it real marble? I don't know. Anyway, no. Sic- Sicilian open. a Sicilian house is like you no know, carpet, oh, etc. I just remember blasting it, um and it just echoing around and it. it's just like incredible. Um mm. incredible sounds. Um
1: Did your dad ever sort of Appreciate your music. You no. no, never. No. <laughs> yeah. no. My
2: dad's fam- famous quote in um, Sicily. So lots of relatives out there, and um, we've been in bands, and he tries to like promote the band yeah. out there to his, ma- his many cousins but, you aren't his cousins, kind of thing. But to his, like, why can't you be more like a, a Westlife? <laughs> <laughs> but when you and like he'll be talking Italian, and blah, 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 all in Italian, blah, blah, and you hear the word Westlife. <laughs> basically, what he's saying is, my sons in the band, they sound like Westlife. <laughs> So then then but he, my, my, no. My, no, of course we didn't. we like we're grunge we were a hardcore band at one point, a post-hardcore band. But the, the thing is, he'll say that, then hand over our current release, whatever it was at the time, whichever band it was. How how disappointed <laughs> is that relative, one of the many cousins, to go home and think they're putting on something that sounds like Westlife and it's just me at some point in one of the bands just screaming down a microphone. <laughs> It just must be like a I must get blown because <laughs> Sic- Sicily itself is like a, well it's not too too much anymore, but it was like always well, like ten years behind and yeah. everything, fashion, music. They, everything. I, I
0: remember when when we used to go out there uh, at that time, everyone was um, wearing Guns and Roses t shirts. Yeah. Now I I've never ever and shoot me if you want me no, actually don't shoot me whatever hate hate on me or send me shitty emails, but I fucking hate Guns and Roses. Yeah, me too. I can't oh, I I, I can't. Oh, wicked. All right. Okay. I I,
1: I don't mind them. Yeah. I just I I just
0: not. I just never got into the sound of it. It never really inspired me. It never really said anything to me. It never made me feel anything. And I just think, um, I I, and they were wearing Guns N' Roses t-shirts, and I never really got that. So me wearing my Nirvana In Utrecht t-shirt, if I hate myself, want to die, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna wear this on the beach all the time, or my Offspring t-shirt, or whatever t-shirt I had, the Ash t-shirt we talked about (laughs) a couple of episodes ago. I would wear that shit with pride because I'm like, no, you, you actually. Um, not with a uh, oh you you d I know better, but it was like I I kind of I, I, I do I do I don't know, I don't know what it is. I just I, I just want to
2: on. backtrack to when I first heard Nirvana because it's just come come to me now. You're talking about guns and roses and Justin will remember this. We went to Dorchester Primary School in Worcester Park um and it I I probably first heard Nirvana when they were actually still going and I'll tell you why. I'll oh. tell you. For, I'll tell you for why. I'll tell you for why. I'll tell, tell you. you for why. I don't. I mean, oh, no, no, no. Let me let me talk, mate. Let me talk. <laughs> hey, calm down. Um, w- we had a school talent show at Dorchester Primary School, um, and it was probably ninety one. It would have been seven, maybe six or seven. And there was a it was like a talent seven. show. It, huh? Seven, seven. Was it seven? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I were. was seven. Um, and there was a talent <laughs> show. There was a talent show, and the, the one lot of lads came out, and they did... I don't know if you remember this, Justin. They did Guns and Roses, and they had these inflatable guitars.
0: Ah, no, I don't...
2: Okay, right, anyway. So they did <laughs> came out and did that, did Guns and Roses, did inflatable guitars, and then everyone was like, it's amazing. It was shit. It was like a really rubbish talent show. Uh, and then the next track they did Smells Like Teen Spirit. Ah, oh, so oh. Jamie...
0: There you go. You were into it before. No, I
2: wasn't right? into it at all. I thought it was a of shit. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thinking back to the first time I heard Nirvana. And that was the first mm. time I heard them. Not, mm. not not necessarily the first time I liked them, because I was seven years old and I loved Michael Jackson. And he probably loved me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but um, I looked a little bit like the Paulie <laughs> Um, yeah, the Milky yeah, slightly like a Sicilian like you know slightly uh, olive skin Macaulay Culkin that's the, what they used to call me the olive skinned Macaulay Culkin um, I'm going kind of so sidetracked here but anyway that was a talent show they played Guns N' Roses everyone had an encore they played smell like, Smells Like Teen Spirit when they played the guitars first time I heard uh, Nirvana was then Thank you. well Just because you mentioned Guns N' Roses, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, oh, you were there. You
0: were there. Oh, I don't. I don't remember anyway, that. So, anyway. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So yeah. So, so this the first time you heard the band, who just meet them? <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> it. It was it was not memorable for me at all. Uh, <laughs> probably because of the inflatable guitars. Um. But yeah. I don't, yeah. So I just. Uh, so uh, yeah. right, I just went off,
2: went on off a tangent. Man. That's fine. Oh, it's, but it's, it's, I was going to say the thing about our dad. Like, oh, oh, go on. No, go on. I just this is nothing to do with anything. On. But I was going to say, do you remember that guy at Glynn used to play play guitar? Always in the assembly, he had like an orange guitar. he's really good. Nah, I don't remember. He's playing like Michael Jackson. No, I don't remember. Not. He's no. like, he was always up the front of the fucking assembly on his little chair playing Michael Jackson <laughs> on his fucking oh. guitar. Although, if anyone knows, if anyone's listened to this who we're still friends with, who were, who went to Glynn, who was the guy with the orange guitar? Anyway, Justin, carry
0: on. I was going to say. now I was going to say. Coming, <laughs> ca- kind of. I'm
2: sure, I'm not making it. Up
0: ca- coming back to Ben's original question <laughs> about like dad liking stuff. I think he he always. I've always said that. Did I say this? I Might have said this at my wedding or my parents' anniversary. The the thing I get from my parents and this is going to go deep now. But my dad's always been the dreamer. Go and do it. You know, you you can you can you know always believed in what we did. He didn't really get what we did and he didn't really understand the path it was on. But he was like, yeah, he was always he was always proud of us doing mm-hmm. that. My mum was more of a realist and like saying like, yeah, do it, but make sure you got this to back. You know, so we yeah. we. I, I, we had a, you know, I can't can't dispute. I had amazing, amazing parents. They, all had, <laughs> they <all still laughs> are, had, they still Sorry, <laughs> but um, yeah, but he, his, the, the pride in 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 what he was telling them was was, we we used to get annoyed about. But when I look back at it, I think actually yeah. he was proud of what we were doing. But he didn't really understand it. And his closest his closest link was Westlife, <laughs> which was which was actually brilliant. Um, oh. but yeah, so um, and there are still people that still there are still people that will go back to and see in sicily like my dad's cousins who have t-shirts from bands every band really. we, we were in and they still wear them sometimes yeah. so when we go to when we go
2: to this this is this is what's beautiful about somewhere like sicily because they they really take pride in you know family and and and, and achievements um and you go to the restaurant and like when they know we're going to the restaurant <laughs> We'll turn up, and um, it's my dad's cousin. Well, I don't know if it's his cousin. But it must be his cousin. Um, they're not always his cousin. Um, uh, we turn up, and he's wearing the current band T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, the, he's like the waiter, restaurant owner. And he'll just, like, walk in. And, and he'll like, smile. Oh, so like, really he would have, like, sweet. have like, yeah. like, a Bright Light like, City T-shirt on. And then, to, like, zero, and then going back to, like, Year Zero. And then going back to a band we had called Rape Seed. I was going to talk about uh, that in a minute. And then, but um, <laughs> in relation to Sicily and in, u- and in utero, talking about what our parents thought about stuff and what we're listening to, um, I've listened to a New utro in sicily i always remember um when rape me came on my mum <clears throat> hit the roof yeah
0: yeah i was gonna talk that's a good link because actually that's where the first first grunge yeah. band or band that I, I was happy to be part of was was because um, because i kind of in- orchestrated it was um was 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 a band that we called Rape Seed, and I, I remember um Having a long discussion where I'm going, well, oh, it's not about. Surely it's not about that. It's not about that song you listen to. I said, like, no, no, no. I said, it's a, it's a, it's about the 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 flowers that because there was the rape seeds like fields when we used to drive up to Norfolk and Suffolk, and my mum used to talk about that. Oh, I remember that much I said, no, oh, it was about that. It was about, it was about that <laughs> So we never separated the two words. It was always one word. Yeah, because it's well, for, for that rapeseed oil. Yeah, yeah, that's well, right. well yeah. that's, that's that, what I mean. Yeah, yeah well, that's where it comes from. But yeah. but at the time, it was actually it was I. It was that name was came from the the track "Rape Me," which which Kirk talks about being like um an empowering song for 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 females, but also for him him personally. Going, just do it. You're not going to hurt me. You can't do anything. No, but you know, it's quite a, quite a deep and meaningful song. Um, yeah. Also, starts. It's, it's it's funny. It starts on similar chords, similar rhythm to "Smells Pink Like Teen Spirit. Spirit." Yeah. Which is a quite interesting link um when you listen to sort of both those tracks, but yeah.
1: I remember um in college with that band, the first band I was in, mm. we sort of lasted up until then. um We had to do like a charity show, and we were doing covers, and we'd done Rape Me. And uh,
2: so wait, wait, wait! You were forced to do a charity show? No, no, and no! Then, no, no, we, no, no okay. I just <laughs> we had to do we had oh, to do oh, a I charity show. <laughs> we chose to do Rape Me. Mm. And,
1: Five minutes before we were on to play that song, uh, we were asked, you know, what song is it? And oh, we gave them the set and can't play fucking Rate Me. Bloody old people in the crowd and that. And so we had to change the lyric to hate me.
0: Oh yeah, okay. Oh Classic. hate me. Well it was it was a puddle of mud. When it was um when, I don't I think it was a B-side, or it was a B-side to Penny Royalty or Hot, uh, Hot shake Box, I can't remember, but they had to change the name of it to waif Me. They they made him change Waif. it. To, I don't know why. W a i f wave me. So they they made him change the name of it. All right. Um, I've got oh. that little box set of um singles as oh. well. Oh yeah. When so well, it's on there. Yeah. So um yeah yeah. So it's quite interesting. There we go. and he
2: sings wave me in it. No no he, oh. no no. <laughs> Wave, wave me. Live a wi- liver lisp. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: wave me. Sounds like something like Vic and Bob would do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, In Utero, amazing. Brilliant. Amazing. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. Brilliant. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's, there's so many cool tracks, but we'll put on the ones we've talked about. Um, anything um, else about In Utero we want to discuss? But, or? <clears> no, I think
2: that's no, good. I, I think you, I think you kind of, kind of move nicely on to the um, soft and gentle ending of A Brilliant Man. Mm-hmm. Which is MTV unplugged. Is that the soft and gentle ending of a brilliant man?
0: Yeah. Was that the guy in the orange guitar that played at school? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was, a, well, he was a soft he... and gentle man. He had, he had curly hair, black curly hair. I, that was I think so. <laughs>
2: do you know what? Now you talk about Was him. it me? <laughs> yeah, it was Justin. <laughs> I think <thought> it was <laughs> Justin. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Justin. Michael <laughs> <laughs> Justin. Michael Justin orange guitar. <laughs>
0: oh there's oh there's there's a classic story i didn't tell quickly can i can i go here yeah, yeah, go. yeah, yeah. so the, the 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 school show we did the first school show we did i don't know if you jamie you may have come you school may have show, come which to school show? a beverly oh i came to that <clears throat> we put on a show and we convinced the music teacher teachers we, yeah. we want to do a show another show and we got like a, a couple of other bands who from the school or whatever um turned up one of the bands uh, turned up with his dad's band and they played like covers. And they had wireless guitars, and I was like, "What a bunch of fucking wireless Yeah, I know. At that time, they were what walking around playing in the yeah, audience, like, and I was like, "You big, fucking big idiot. aerial, and like like, like, you like a Ghostbusters backpack." <laughs> oh yeah, I do. <laughs> yes, it actually, wasn't really. I actually do. Know but it. I remember, <laughs> I remember them playing um Free" all right now. But they didn't have a drummer; they played to a backing track. Um, but anyway, we played this show where they we played douchebag. Yeah, they were. <laughs> we played like week and we played. Yeah, well, anyway, they had the set list in Polly without the chorus because we didn't know the chords so we couldn't bar chord. But anyway, um, um, I remember the um. We wanted to sell tickets, um, to put back into the music department, so money into the music department. The school had none of it. The music teacher didn't like any of it. So my mate, we convinced my mate Sid to I go this. outside of the school gates and tout tickets. So we, I printed up loads of like tickets with the name of the band on it and like admission one whatever of, of of an old computer, what was computer band printer.
2: Ah, oh, I can't remember. With S, didn't it? No.
0: Mm, I can anyway, Okay, yeah. I can't. I can't remember the name of the band. Actually, well, I bet my dad remembers. He's probably got one of those tickets. Yeah, got (laughs) tickets. Um, and um, yeah, he he was he he. So he sold people tickets, kept the money, so we could put it back in not only did the did did this cause a massive problem before we went on but um music teacher didn't refuse entry to all these people with these fake tickets (laughs) so there was a big massive like argument just just before we went on (laughs) because 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 he had sold like and we probably made i don't know uh, uh, there was about 100 people there so we i think we were selling tickets like two quid so it was like you know a couple hundred quid oh good old sid and we had to hand that money over to the i don't know what happened to that music uh, to, to that money or that music teacher but they yeah he never wow. he never came back but anyway, anyway yeah. he went to mexico oh. with 200 quid he never, he never taught us after that um and we didn't have oh. music the curriculum music was taken on the curriculum i think and i didn't do it and i just it was yeah
2: and that was all because of you well, i don't yeah. know about that i was don't that, know was that
0: I, I, I think the demise he, of the music department it, was justin well, <laughs> probably because he was day, he, day exactly <laughs> it's, like yeah. it's
2: like a picture of justin exactly but someone starts singing or playing an
0: instrument no exactly. <laughs> point to this picture of justin exactly. <laughs> some twat in the conservative party's <laughs> got my picture going yeah, yeah music so. and creative arts that's not allowed yeah, exactly. justin said so in 90 whatever was that a th- was that a, um or a,
2: that was a um john major was that john would you a major uh there?
0: yeah 94 95 was, was, was year 10 whatever year 10 was 94 Major john um yeah so yeah but he um yeah he wasn't happy but we played Your so was good. actually
2: the first gig i ever went to was was your band <laughs> thanks at Scout Hall. do
0: you remember what we were called <laughs> because i can't remember, I remember i'm before, sure with an S.
2: I remember I, I and that's how i got liked when i say getting to skunks now, skunk nancy but
3: because
0: you hmm. guys played yeah, we, we had we had a um, female lead singer. She had a really yeah. good voice, yeah. but she was she was a bit strange because she used to she <laughs> she might be listening to this. Justin. I don't care. Uh, she... <laughs> I'll tell Just her like he I'll st- 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 story. I'll tell us. I'll tell The music department's fucked. I don't care
2: about don't you care. either.
0: Well, oh, no, we we're trying to re- reinvigorate the department. Of Justin on her wall. No, we we're trying to raise money to <laughs> to buy drum kits and and equipment, and they were having none of it. I don't know where that money went. Anyway, but she um she famously quit the band. This is going deep now, guys. Famously quit the band because um she um. Saw a, an image of Kurt Cobain in her mirror, and he told her that music industry was not good, and she should quit. Oh, she's probably right. <laughs> she's, <spot on.
3: laughs> she's fucking.
2: She's, Nostrad- she's Nostradamus of the music Mate, industry. I was fucking she... well
0: pissed off at that point, but then I was actually the the other guitarists love Guns and Roses and Brian Adams and and uh, Lenny Kravitz, and I wasn't really into that. well
2: that's a holy trinity of shit, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Right, so- <laughs> Guns and Roses and Lenny Kravitz, the holy trinity of shit. That is the episode title. <laughs> it is.
0: <laughs> but I remember, yeah, I remember. The, um, just again, just before we go on, but I remember him going around his house, and we used to rehearse around each other's houses or whatever or when parents were out, and he used to constantly play the Guns and Roses track. Um, I used to love her, but I had to kill her. I don't know. I don't know I about guns it's, it's, it's awful. It's, it's awful. Like acoustic. Please don't put that on the playlist. No. But I've, I've, that, uh, yeah, let's not get me starting on Guns N' because I'll just, I'll just go. I off think we on. should do an episode where we just moan about
2: music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. I would like that. <laughs> I think that. I think that we, should, we should do a poll on Instagram or wherever. And would you like to hear an episode of us just moaning like <laughs> silly old men about about music? The thing is, I would moan about it... a lot of stuff. That to be fair. I had I went through some bad bad. I've got bad. a great title for it. Phases of music. One foot in the rave. One foot in the rave. <laughs> well, <laughs> rave, on one foot, rave one was, foot was pretty in the good compared to some of the stuff <laughs> really I good. used to listen to. That's really good. One foot in the rave. Anyway, um, I think um, I think we're done. No, we're not. We're <laughs> <done>. <laughs> MTV but, um, unplugged.
0: MTV oh. unplugged. Nirvana. Um, yeah, I've got the CD here. Oh yeah. It, well again if you want to talk about it but when I, when I bought it the first thing i remember is opening the the um uh cd and it was made of that recy- it was the first cd i had that was oh, made yeah. of recycled or reused paper, paper and oh. it smelled really unique it doesn't smell anymore oh, Like that kind of, like, of that kind of cheesy smell you get in the box from
2: like, well, Amazon. yeah yeah it was yeah completely off topic we're talking about smell that cheesy smell. I bought something. I was, yeah. I was looking at my shoes, going, what the <laughs> fuck is that smell? It's like some trodden shit. there's a, a baby poo itself. I was like, oh it's awful. It's I horrible. Like, why I pooed myself. And I went down. It's like vomit. Cheesy yeah. vomit. Right. Anyway, sorry, carry on. I don't understand. It didn't smell like cheesy vomit. It's it's I don't like... understand that at all. No. <laughs> well the smell. Yeah, I mean, I just think well. It's probably recycled, that's why. Well, I know, but I mean it's it's like someone's taking a shit in it.
0: But... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they have.
2: Maybe they have. Anyway, anyway, if you weren't for, were for Amazon so, nowadays, you probably so would be taking smell, shit in it. So, no, just thinking about this, if I were to go and buy this today on CD, mm-hmm. it probably wouldn't be the recycled paper. Would oh, it, no, it smells- I don't think so. Yeah, if you I t- that t- smell, t- yeah, take that out smell. take out
0: the in take if you take out the inlay, in 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 tell you feel what, it. I do really
2: love this that feel. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Give it a sniff. Do you have to get pissed off when he would try to take off take out CD? your cases and it scuffs and up. it scuffs yeah the, yeah, yeah. Or, or it rips the paper or for those of you of who inlaid, have never
0: bought a cd cool, it? um that's it does still happens. smell like There's, it do you mean it's got that it's got that um i don't know it's and it had we're just sniffing CDs. Again, <laughs> welcome to sniffing cds <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> actually but, really quite beautiful isn't it the yeah but, but the artwork that's in it so is amazing um the this the the set to this um, I never managed to see this um, until YouTube I never managed to see this um, live as in when it was when it came out or after it came out until like I said YouTube came about and I remember watching it but the the set is dressed in load of flowers and people at the time people go oh it's because it's like a funeral it's, he was preempting his death and all that stuff which is nonsense um, and I was saying to you guys actually earlier if you go onto Spotify there's the deluxe edition which has got the sound check of um the the whole set on it and it's really intriguing it's really interesting because there's um there's conversations going on in the background famously dave Grohl was like um too loud for mtv unplugged so they had to give him some hot rods and there's that an the first track or second track is actually him or someone talking to him trying to convince him to use these things some there's someone going in the background <laughs> these are like sticks but not they're like hot rods. i don't know if it's dave Grohl or if it's someone on the production team mm. telling him and he's going, oh, oh yeah, okay, oh, all right. yeah, and, and he's kind of trying them out while Kurt Cobain's sound checking. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, and there's like the penny royalty on, on, on this album is just Kurt Cobain and his guitar. And it's beautifully raw and amazing. Um, in the sound check version, it's, the, it's kind of a full band and it just doesn't sit right. And you can hear they're not happy with it. Um, and they were really uncomfortable with playing acoustic. But when I heard this, firstly for me, I said it. I, I kind of bought this and Jar of Fly Sat by Alison Chase at the same time, and it was kind of it put a whole new spin on grunge for me because you heard, you could hear the songs, you could hear the melodies, you could hear how they were structured, and how they were being played, but they still had that intensity and passion behind it. But it just, I don't know.
2: What year was um, Unplugged?
0: That was night. That was done in '93, mm. around December '93. Um, then they played a a um.
2: And a new tarot was <clears> '90. 19-
0: ninety three. Ninety three as well. So this came out this, this came out after a new show. It was recorded after a new show, but it, it was released I think just before his death or just after his death. But um they played this show and then they played um what would what went out as a New Year's Eve show. I know this from I'm just sad and I used to read stuff, but they it was called Live and Loud. You can watch it on um YouTube. Uh, Pearl Jam was supposed to head. double it was supposed to be a double headline Pearl Jam and Nirvana supposed to headline to put to bed the you know the rivalry they had, like um, and blur, the rivalry. yeah, but Pearl Jam pulled out at the last minute because Eddie Ved had a bad voice. So you, you had the Breeders, mm-hmm. Cypress Hill, what? and then Nirvana. Oh come um, on! And, and Nirvana played for a longer set on that. Yeah, no, come on! <laughs> Nirvana played for a longer set on there, and they played the Man Who Sold the World, yep. but it's the it's the full band version, which sounds cool. What a weird lineup! I know, like Nirvana, the Breeders. You can't fuck with the end.
2: Please, no interruptions. <laughs> Doctor Green Thumb. <laughs> Hello, my name is Doctor Green Thumb.
0: <laughs> i know but like cypress hill loved it because it got yeah. it it, it main they were main, meant they were main support therefore more people watched their yeah. set than would any i it, love
2: that kind of that connection between those different genres like what was that um going off tangent but still nirvana related what was that program, that thing on netflix with dr dre um,
0: out. defiant ones defiant oh, ones right,
2: right. there isn't there a scene in there when dr dre's like got a stereo playing and it's like a nirvana song he's like "I oh, love this track and he's like yeah, pumping yeah. like he's like just jumping up and down and dancing it's just brilliant i yeah, love yeah. that that kind of connection between genres anyway yeah no, well, no i think you're <clears throat> sorry i think you're spot on with there with, with what you just said there. yeah thanks no uh, thank uh, you join now <laughs> 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 um
0: I think it's because
2: the seed is the same, isn't it? The seed's the same. It's just, of course, it's,
0: yeah. You
2: know, yeah.
0: same. Comes it comes with what well, we talked about this a couple of episodes. It comes from a similar the viewpoint. Um, Pat smear. Pat, Pat smear. Pat smear joined the band as a as a second guitarist after in utero because they wanted to beef up the sound. But also, Kurt Cobain was obsessed with I think it's the Germs he played in, or Oh a band oh, that. That he yes. played with. He never seems to age. In he's in Foo Fighters now. And He does look a bit older, he looks but great. It, it, there he's, I think when he played in Nirvana, he's, second service, he's, he's like sort of mid to late thirties and then he still, he still looks great. And he, I tell you what, I've never seen a man rock guitar I, wearing a glove <laughs> as well <laughs> as Pat oh, Smith, so but good. he's always smiling. He's loving it. No matter smiling. how aggressive the, the music is, yeah. he's always, he's, uh, yeah, but what, yeah, Such um, a great guitar and he added, he added loads to it. I mean, you can, if you watch that live and loud set, you can hear him, um. He, he kind of takes over the rhythms, guitar parts. world. Kirk Kavanagh does sort of the crazy anti-solo stuff, and he—I don't know if it fits nicely—does backing vocals. But on this, is really good as well. He does a lot of backing vocals and plays extra guitar. There's some really beautiful cello, yes, in these yeah. tracks Um, on "Dumb," "All Apologies." Yeah,
1: my I bro- wonder how. Oh, sorry, okay. Oh, I was going to say, my brother actually had the DVD of this. Oh, nice. I, I watched, I've watched it a couple of times. It's just wonderful. Mm. Yeah, so start it's, to finish. Yeah. Lovely atmosphere. Mm. Imagine being one of the audience. Oh I know. I, 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 I
2: read a, I read an interview. I, it's mm. Obviously, after this was, this was done. I think it might have been Dave Grohl was talking about how like, um, they're all just jo- like laughing and joking backstage and like saying like, you know, there's there's no real true fans here. There's all these industry people just like clapping and cheering for songs that they think they know what they're. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like woo, like it was special guest tickets and VIP tickets and how they would much rather have had like their actual hardcore. Yeah, yeah, to come and witness that's that. a bullshit thing, really. That's
0: yeah, that's terrible.
2: There, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's like people just whooping and clapping, and then it's like a list of names of people who
1: attended. It's yeah. like all these industry bots from like because they didn't actually play all the main hits, no, like, purposely no. didn't, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, Some like that, yeah, is, yeah. that's
0: right. I mean, that yeah. they've they felt fo- there's a lot of the focus is in utero, they did loads of covers by the yeah. meat puppets is that, that weird where do uh, you sleep yeah. last night
1: what was the um sorry manly like, sold the yeah, world really by David Bowie. <laughs> yeah no, 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 i wonder really liked, uh lake of fire lake of fire yeah i really like that one i wonder yeah. how much um, yeah.
2: input so you were talking about the cellos and the orchestration and um structure do you know how much input they had into creating that so like so like so how much creative direction did they give to like the cellists and the
0: I think there's quite a lot, because the, okay. the cellist on this is on the live and loud performance oh, okay. they did um, later on. So she played, she, So and she's on the in utero recordings. So I think, and and Steve Albini talking about in utero said that when they came, when Kirk came to the studio, he knew exactly what he wanted. He knew he wanted a guitar yeah. part here. He wanted a cello part here. He wanted the drums to sound like this. He wanted his vocals to be like this. He famously used like um an amp that had two power amps Power valves or power whatever they're called, broken. So the sound of that guitar is is going through a broken amp. But yeah. he likes the sound of that distortion, that dirt. Um, and I remember seeing um side side note, but the guy from your code name is Milo. Um, we were lucky to play with them actually, Young Legion in Young Legionnaire. Mm-hmm. But he famously said um there's a there's a thing where he he had a broken pedal. He didn't know it was broken until someone fixed it because then that changed his sound and he didn't like it. So he had to make mm-hmm. his Sound you break it again or make it sound like because that was what made yeah, it right. good and I like that organic stuff yeah. about it. It's like it doesn't have to be perfect. Actually, if you like the sound of it, it's good. It sounds uh, good, I, it sounds I, good.
2: I find it really intriguing to know what it's because obviously we're in we're in a band and we've been in bands and being in that room creating that specific sound that you have or writing a song i would love to know what it'd been like to be in a just a rehearsal situation with a band like nirvana mm. yeah just turning up to a rehearsal studio and writing those songs mm. yeah i just find that quite intriguing to know what he was like as a yeah as a it's a fly do book. you think i mean I, I suppose you'd see him as the person who'll be in charge of the structure and stuff mm. and how things should sound and
0: I, yeah. I i i we said this last episode but i think as well he's um He's people don't rate him as a guitarist, but I rate him highly because to sing and play "Come As You Are" is fucking crazy. Same as all apologies, it's you know the rhythmically what you're doing with your hands and, and then singing. Yeah, yeah. Is there's there's the, and you can hear it on the like stuff he's doing here, in the um the extras the extras part on the Spotify thing. He changes the key to Penny Royalty because he wants it to sound more harsh, and he says that and you hear it on the mic. I'm gonna change the key for this. So he, he was an intelligent guy. He wasn't, it, it, I suppose the the public persona of him not giving a shit like we talked about mm. was there, but he did give a shit because yeah. he cared about what he was doing in the art. Um, he cared about how he sounded. And there's like bits on, there's, for the whole of that sound check, there's bits of him going to Scott Litt, who's producing it. Does that sound all right? Do I, am I okay? Mm. Am I in key? And so he was always questioning. So he's not. he wasn't he wasn't the arrogant liam gallagher i'm fucking great well, you're not mate yeah you just you just got a good song right behind you um he he, he, yeah. he questioned him which i i like that he's down to earth it's, it's what we do you do that as musicians am i yeah. am i doing this right here you there's that's natural human instinct you don't go out thinking i'm fucking great because you're gonna fail
2: yeah well he, he was that kind of the example of don't believe did, never be- believe the hype
0: mm
1: i mean
2: at some point he must have realized that they were making a massive difference in the music industry mm. oh, for that, sure. that was probably quite hard for him to grasp and then, then on the flip side obviously it's something that he was geared towards if you read his journals mm. it's all geared towards success not fame i suppose mm. which is the difference in a way and th-
0: um yeah i think they wanted to break out of their mold as well because it uh, again they wanted to famously record a uh, acoustic album which this became but their next album, he was talking about doing it completely like R.E.M. vibe.
2: Mm. So I was just going to say, yeah. got a question for you guys. Go on. Oh, yeah. What do you think Nirvana's third album would have sounded like?
0: In Eutero. Oh, <laughs> I'm album. joking. I'm joking. I'm sorry. I was going to say yeah, plus yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Three I'm, plus I'm one. joking. I'm sorry. <laughs> four. Four. Quick Uno, four. Uno, <laughs> Uno four. <laughs> um,
2: what do you think it would have sounded like?
0: I, 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 I don't know because if you look at bleach was... to yeah. nevermind to even incesticides to in mm. that there is huge leaps there's they don't they they sound like the same band but they sound like they're pushing themselves to different places i'm gonna be yeah.
2: really i'm gonna be really controversial here what i don't think they would have been a band
1: yeah because no. uh, there was a bit of tension I, 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 you, that was it done i,
2: I think he would have gone on and done I personally i mean this is just like i
0: oh, mean huh? i think he
2: would in my opinion yeah uh, to the point that where he was, um, suicide aside, which is like obviously you can't put that aside because it happened, yeah, yeah. I think they would have just disbanded.
1: I think so, yeah. And And,
2: and, and, and done something else. Years later, yeah, Courtney Love pretty convinced him to get Timberland to produce his. Uh... Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but exactly. yeah. no, no, I, I, I mean, think right? he would have, I think, I, I personally, I know there's no speculation, I wonder what the vinyl would have sounded like, mm. you know, to, to this day. I, I think the personality of Kirk Cobain the way he he was wired the point where he got to with in utero i think they were just stopped
0: mm. but would, would would the catalyst be there for dave call then to form foo fighters that's exactly true because he recorded marigold in the, in the utero mm-hmm. sessions yeah um and that was his first penned Dave, and it was a b-side for one of the yeah, singles because when he um, was
1: doing early foo fighter shows the audience didn't know any foo fighter songs so was a shout out marigold. yeah yeah exactly yeah, no. strange
2: isn't it you think about these these so Kurt is for example who obviously killed himself at a very young age you can't picture them aged can you as in like you couldn't picture kirk Cobain now i mean oh, how, yeah. how old would he be 50 50 something 50 odd forever immortalized mm. it's just an odd kind of feeling yeah. to yeah. think that if he was still here because i think what would John he Lenin would
1: now be 80 yeah, it? yeah but what would he yeah. yeah
2: what would he move how would he because like eddie vedder you, you fortunate or unfortunate enough to see the change <laughs> <laughs> in the man. Yeah. But I think actually Edivetta has, has aged very well and he's he's embraced the fact that he's getting older. Yeah, mm. he doesn't try and be that person. But yeah. would Kurt Cobain be the, the same? Would he? I think so. I don't to, know. To, the thing is, I mean, as you said, it's so difficult to really... It's just... It's not sort of even comprehend. I mean, yeah. I think
0: it's... I think there's a... If you read his journals and then you look in a bit deeper into it, he was quite self-destructive. Yeah. I yeah. mean, to mm. get into... Heroin and hard core drug yeah. use. Then there's there's some there's something there that he's trying to f- a gap he's trying to fill, yeah. whatever that may be. Yeah. With drugs, with whatever he was doing. I'm not sure um, if there's
2: that predictability that you can see with Lane Staley with Kurt Cobain. Though. No, no. So you can you could always. I'm not. That I'm saying we were into them when they were around, but you look back on it, you can always see Lane Staley going one way, unfortunately, mm. and that's dying, you know, at some point or very yeah. young. Um, but i don't think you could ever could you predict that with kirk cobain i don't think so because, what, i mean did kirk cobain ever look i mean lane Staley looked unwell didn't he i think there's some photos of kirk cobain where he has like the sunglasses on and he's like kind of like splayed out and stuff and he, yeah. he doesn't yeah. doesn't look great he's, you know lots of scabs and, yeah. face and stuff I think, um, I
0: think the destructive relationship of courtney lovers well. i mean that montage of Peck is uh, again yeah. i mentioned this a couple of episodes ago but it's quite um it's quite it's quite a hard watch personally mm. I, I, there's there's scenes in there that sit really uneasy with me that I've mentioned and there's things where they're in hotel rooms and they're just 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 strung out and fucked basically to mm. you know together and, and fine but to to watch those personal things i sometimes I think do i need to be i don't know i don't know if i want to watch this and yeah. what was the intent behind releasing that was it Oh, to show you, show you the the true side to him. Well, do I want to see that true side to him, or is that is that something that's deeply personal? That I mean, uh, the, mm. there's probably things that I don't want anyone to know. We all have things that we keep to ourselves. Yeah, I don't feel it's right that I think someone's profiteering on his death. The other thing I want to say about, which is a bit fucking, it really angered me when I was looking at Spotify. Um, you go, you know, you go on Spotify and you can donate to great. They've they've set up a a link where you can donate to musicians bands like during this the covid corona thing that's going on at the moment you can donate money to help support these bands guess what's on the nirvana page that fucking link i mean who's who's making money out of that yeah good fucking dave Grohl and chris Novoselic and obviously Kurt cobain's daughter is not because there's a that to me that's sat so and it's it's there now you can go check it out and i think that's really wrong
2: You tend to see the per- the, the true personalities of um of band members because Dave Grohl's known as a nice guy of the industry, and his judgment of Courtney Love to me is probably pretty accurate. He doesn't he I mean he doesn't like he openly doesn't like her. He he openly disagrees and 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 refuses to do things that have anything to do with her. Mm. And uh, you know I trust you, Dave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think anyone can see that she is. Um, yeah, she was an issue, and she still is an issue.
1: And I don't, I don't think mm. she uh, deserves a platform that she's on. Mm. Personally,
0: yeah. it's um, it's difficult. There's
1: it? a I need to mention one song oh. which was I think released in two thousand two, even though it's recorded. I it know oh, like, you're right. Yeah, no yeah. you're right. Yeah, right. Right. that was a bit of a weird song, but I actually liked you know it. you're right. Uh, yeah. yeah,
3: yeah.
0: I mean, how
2: was that? That that was one thing. How was that? So mm. was that from demo sessions? Was that
1: from? So
0: yeah that's I that's it. so there's again if you go on to um spotify and the the, the the deluxe version of in utero has got every track they they recorded. so they recorded more than they did um for the album was it 12 tracks mm-hmm. so there's a track called i hate myself want to die which is his throwaway okay. comment they used to use there's the, so there's a track called verse chorus first which was his dismissive like um kind of song about what he thought pop music was about or what he should be writing Um, that you know your rights on there and there's loads of kind of demos as well of him that they have obviously went into the studio with they never probably got around to record so yeah i don't know who produced
2: you know um no you're right whatever it's called is it i'm not sure i remember it having i remember remember it sounding quite good yeah i remember the actual sound of it was quite
0: good um yeah Yeah. but yeah unplugged anyone any thoughts on unplugged when you heard it first time because that's just that to me it was a massive departure from nirvana sound
2: it was a an album that I think the first time I listened to it was over my friend Sean's house and he had this downstairs kind of so in, in Australia obviously houses are quite oh, sorry <laughs> Um, houses are quite different to where they're built but he had this really cool part of the house downstairs which is mm. it was his dad's bar but it was also kind of like a, a breakout room for him as well so you know he had the stereo down there and amps and guitars and stuff and it was one of those albums where you know we just sort of cracked open a bottle of gin beam and it was just there and Mm. it's kind of quite mesmerizing just to listen to yeah definitely
0: you know it's it's, i think it still is and it does evoke those memories but you just i think when you hear great songs being played in maybe a different tempo but you can still hear how good the songs were when you take away all the absolutely all the the Mm. production or well lack of production for the new show it's just like mics and just record um uh, yeah, I just think you can hear how good a songwriter he was. Fantastic. And his pitch is perfect.
2: What? Are you saying fantastic?
0: Fantastic.
2: What's wrong with saying fantastic? <laughs> <Fantastic-ish>. <laughs> uh
0: Yeah, so there you go. Uh, anything else we want to talk no, about Nirvana wise?
2: I think that concludes Nirvana. We, we've gone into some real. They still good, have 14 good, million good bots and bibs there. Listeners, Monthly yeah.
0: listeners. But as I was saying, that, who, who's making money out of that? Because that's 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 the big. It's true, not yeah, france yeah. Bean. I know. No. I Hope she's alright. Yeah, she's out of like the. She's, I, I mean, she's not in the public. I haven't seen her. She's not, no, not, and not, then, she stays yeah, strays away. She, she
2: popped it? up when she she gave her boyfriend Kurt's guitar, and then they broke up, and then the boyfriend was like, "I'm keeping it." Oh dear. But his oh. guitar recently sold for six million dollars, wow. didn't it? Bloody
0: hell! Jeez. Wow. Crazy. Crazy times. Anyway, Crazy.
2: So, yeah. wow, well. I think that's that's really that closes the door for um the so conclusion of
1: episode seven oh seven seven um seven bon, seven so, bon. we so are the masters of uh, different languages
2: firstly what are we um doing for the next episode just wow. justy, 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 justy. I'm just,
0: just, just gonna
2: check on West the schedule
1: Life? now yeah. um, <laughs> when you talking well, about westlight oh we should totally get your dad as a guest oh, just he'd love to see it. what he yeah. listen to in his job we've got he listens to
0: some great stuff we've got a choice of three things okay we can either do um, Britpop,
2: I don't know much about that.
0: Oasis, but... Verve, Pulp, etc. Yeah. We can either do hip hop, Fuji's Eminem, Dot Stray, stuff yeah. like that, or we could do the old punk, Green Day, Offspring, Bad Religion, because yeah. Yeah. that's kind of all. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. that, and Blink One Eight Two, because that all came yeah. out. That's all to me. Well, I, I'm quite sad because I googled when stuff came out, but if you look at the the time period of when all those bands came out is all around the similar time. Yeah, it and like it was like, it was, it was like a big melting yeah. pot. well no, this, is, this is, this is kind of like 96 to about 99, 2000. Cause Blink's album was in 99. Offspring came out Green Day yeah. and you had like hip hop, oh, like Eminem coming out right. with his first I'm album. Of
2: early Blink, like well, yeah. 94. But even like early yeah. Green Day, they started what in the 19- like I'm thinking like Dookie and Smash and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Elmer Estate. Yeah.
0: yeah. The, those um, t- I, I t- just remember that those albums that kind of we probably heard first. I didn't yeah. hear I didn't hear punk oh, okay. before I heard Dickey uh, oh, yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, same, same. <laughs> uh, I heard Nimrod same. first. And All actually, right, Green Nimrod.
2: Day have a similar vibe in terms of guitar playing. And
0: do you want to go punk then? Are we let's go punk.
2: let yeah. yeah. yeah, So g- we're g-
0: we're going to discuss Green well Green Day, Offspring, any punk that was around from like mid '90s to 2000s. Oh
2: yeah, oh yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. We going to talk about Punkarama. Compilation albums. Oh, oh yeah, I love that boards. shit, baby. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is it, are we talking SoCal? Or are we talking?
0: Oh, anything? go on. I'll go, yeah. What <laughs> well, yeah. we can do is just bring. I think we bring in our like key, our key, the key albums. <laughs> SoCal, I got a SoCal. Mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: some punk baby. SoCal. Oh man, I
0: tell you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, 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 or punk tracks that we heard. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, yeah I love it I, I, I love, love the albums because actually, for me, it's probably a few albums and then like loads of tracks I would hear. Yeah. yeah. Because that time, I was going to like the Fighting Cocks and they did a rock rock thing in um, The Peel in Kingston. Oh, The Peel. peel. Which was like place? 98 to 2000. And they used to play loads of stuff.
2: Yeah. Like <laughs> I think that. it's a great, because it's, it's a natural progression. When are we doing yeah. new metal? So after punk? Yeah, that yeah. comes after punk. Because okay. well, actually, that makes it does sense. come after punk. Yeah. In the sense, in the timeline of comedy. kind of American yeah. style punk, we're talking about. That's we're what we're yeah, not talking yeah. about,
0: like right yeah, 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 that not, kind not, of. Not, not like the but, brash, we can, yeah. but we, but that we can talk about. That's punk. But then later on, we can talk about getting into because I got into the Clash and yeah, me too. Sex, sex as well, late and yeah. Jam and stuff like that. Because, but you have to go through that, I think. I'm just, I, I'm I, I trying to do chronologically. Yeah. That's my ideas in my head. Sounds good. Is yeah. that all right, everybody? And then we can talk about this a bit of a hip hop and Brit pop because I think. Britpop we need to discuss I know Jamie wasn't really into it but oh. Jono was Ben was I'll I tell was. you what that could be my episode where I just moan about it <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, laughs> alright fine yeah. Okay, you can just <laughs> slag there's, it off there, I mean, there's we'll, we'll... a lot of moaning to be done I believe <laughs> well, there's some <laughs> classic tracks in that era there is there
2: oh, are actually. some cool tracks yeah definitely
0: yeah drugs don't work they
2: just make didn't they, you Bert got served they got sued didn't they by the Stones did they what oh the, yeah for Bittersweet sweet, Yeah. Oh.
0: but the drugs don't work what a good way of ending yeah Okay. Kurt oh
2: Anyway, yeah. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed listening to our next time to uh our two parter uh nirvana um Special Speciale Speciale Speciale, <laughs> Speciale. Um ex-pose. and <laughs> Expose Tonight on, on repeat. <laughs> nirvana <laughs> Nirvana he, Is he really dead?
0: Nirvana Nirvana
2: Nirvana. I was gonna say um, you have to
0: do repeats.
2: Tonight, 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 tonight. <laughs> i repeat, repeat, repeat. Oh, dear. We are crazy, anyway, cats, aren't we? Yeah, um, I've, had, I've had four gins, so that's what I like this. I've got
0: a whole pack of bloody Wisley Wigs. Oh, you know, didn't <laughs> you
2: you rosé? <laughs> my diet's gone right the window. Four um, um, no, packs of sherbet Wisley Wigs. I'll tell you what, I'm going to save my rosé for Friday night. What, we're not here, though. No, I'm going to have it by myself.
1: I'm watching Question of Sport. Thank you. And there is an insight. Into uh, is that into... McQuist a still on that? No, it's um, uh, Matt, Matt, <laughs> this Matt is not Moore. part of the podcast,
2: <laughs> and um, what's his name? The, the cricketer <laughs> Phil Tufnell, <laughs> Phil Tufnell, tough as Susan, what's her name? Sue Sue Baker, <laughs> she's still doing it, yeah, yeah, Barker,
0: Barker, Barker. <laughs> <Susan> <laughs> <Baker>. <laughs> Sue the Baker, <laughs> it's not like us to get facts, um,
2: wrong. In, in oh, yeah, I, I think we should maybe have a disclaimer,
0: yeah. <laughs> disclaimer. Well when we're talking, look, we just talk and we just we're trying just to make stuff honest. up. We'll try and we'll try and get facts as straight as possible. But if you're that anal and that much of a cunt, then fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and that so ends the episode. Please don't listen to this, Mum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. Come on. Yeah. You know, no. Absolutely. Shit, oh, we just we just talk, yeah. We, we don't just... claim to be experts. We're just talking yeah. personally. So there you go.
2: Yeah. It comes from it comes from a place of oh. goodness of goodness in our heart. And, um, <laughs>
0: and I'm sorry, I dropped the C bomb.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Justin's going to ask me to cut that out. Actually, I was I was noticing Justin's potty mouth oh he's a potty
0: boy he's, he's a potty naughty, boy. naughty potty boy <laughs> in, my, in, my, in my job but potty boy in my job i'm a potty boy now in my job I can't, we can't swear we can't swear so this is like sweet <laughs> relief i can't swear at home because i've got a five-year-old daughter no <laughs> mate, I'm, I'm, doesn't Listen. stop me <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. no i'm sorry. actually swearing is is a
2: form of expression it is Obviously. it is so fuck off <laughs> 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 I'm oh am joking. My ears. All right, all right. Okay. All right. So, rounding it off, um, the usual stuff, Justin, what do we need to do?
0: Go to Unrepeat. Oh, God. Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, Instagram. Check us out on Apple Podcasts. Go to Spotify, please, if you want to sponsor us. Thank you, John. John Wang oh, yeah. for our microphone John micro- Wang! <laughs> no, Microphones. Oh, sorry, this is going to distort quite a lot. I'm getting a bit excited. What? Here's John. <laughs> John. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, it's distorting,
1: guys. Who's <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry,
2: it's> John.
1: <laughs> John. Uh, Joe He's, Wang. Something like that
0: anyway june, we've got some we've got we bought some jill, we got jill some, Wang.
1: june oh june, june Wang. okay june Wang. June Wang. June,
0: thank you for your your mics they're, they're lovely we've got them all today so thank you very much if you want to sponsor us we'll we'll give you a shout out i don't know if you even listen have. to this uh, um uh, we just gave you a free one mate. Logo yeah. on our
1: posts oh um, don't
0: do that i don't know about that that's nah, a bit um <laughs> new anyway. <laughs> Hey, if will, you do want to will. sponsor us yeah we'll, we'll give, or if you want to you know us to listen to one of your tracks people send them in and we'll listen to them we'll oh what critique? bands like, yeah yeah no don't do
2: that well i don't oh, mind. God, we could do a moaning episode then can't we okay fine
1: we need to get a guest soon as well i think
2: yeah special well i think it's i like the idea of guests but, but this is our thing really isn't it yeah okay. i don't really want to listen to anyone other prat talk about <laughs> it. Yeah. we could okay. get some we could get some guests in for maybe the
1: I don't know who would get in. Who would Why someone in the industry that
0: we know? No. Who would like going, to come in? There you go. Oh uh, yeah. Comment. I'll tell you, you who I'd like to come in.
2: Who? I'd like Ed Hill to come in and talk to us. Oh he yeah, Ed, that's, that's fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy <laughs> with I'm happy with that. Hey, John, that's a good idea. I'd like okay, John, I'll take it back. John, Ro- is it John Robinson. I'd John, like him to come in, promoter.
0: John Robinson. We love John Robinson. We yeah. love Ed Hill. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. Love Big shout out
2: to them. Who else? There's loads of people we'd love to come in to talk.
0: Yeah. Do you want to come in to talk? Let us know. Anyway, should we wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. Uh, on repeat UK on Insta. One love, everybody. One Thank love. you so much for listening. for
2: listening. You. You and we're going to say it?
0: choo choo Chuchinala. choo 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 Is it Choo-choo-nalla? choo choo I don't even know what it is. I just it, made it up. What does it mean? It means nothing. It's Cypress Hills' next album. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it. guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. choo <laughs> choo yeah. We can't fuck with
1: them. <laughs> Are we going
2: now? Seriously? Insane in the memory. <laughs>
0: is that that's why <laughs> we gotta do
2: hip-hop yeah. we can talk about them <laughs> i can do the whole episode like this so when i first heard type of tell <laughs> oh it's so bad they're great so this is fucking the
3: most ridiculous ending <laughs> ever all right right all right see ya okay Bye. bye-bye One see